Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella. So go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is Sode number 159. The NWI deserves your love, and you should be begging for his of Sodes. NWI, he's back. Okay, we got to restart. Uh, My voice is not good enough to do that. <laughs> no, wait, hang on. I actually love that. Can we keep that? I really want to keep that in. That is, can we do that one more time? I'll start it over, but we're keeping this in, okay? All right. We're uh, keeping this part in. If man. you edit this out, if I listen back and you edit this part out, I'm going to be very pissed. That's proof to the people but, that I, I'm playing hurt for the third week in a row. I want everyone to know how tough I, I am. Jack has had a, a cold for as long as I can remember. You know how like uh, Lisa or no, Maggie from The Simpsons always has the pacifier in her mouth. Jack always has a cold. Like in every what episode. What is going he on? Will, that was why that we made the joke a couple weeks ago where Jack's like, this is my flu game. And I'm like, you can't say that when every game is your flu game. We should be celebrating when you don't have a flu game. That's that's oh the shocker. God. Oh, my God. That was so, so this bad. is so one 159. The NWI deserves your love and should be begging for his. And you should be begging for his of so's. He's back. <laughs> OK, all right. You went deeper oh, on me on that one. OK. That comes via at Bad Seventeen Durango, our buddy Dave, a, a huge tupper for this podcast, a massive recruiter for this podcast. We we appreciate Dave and all that he does for uh, the Tighten Up Podcast. You are you are the man. You are a real one, Dave. We appreciate you. Thank you for this so title. So Dave's is a prime example of a so title that was submitted actually this week that jumped the line just because of how timely it is. Uh, we've got some, we're, we're sitting on some good ones too. We're sitting on some really good. So titles, but we had to get to Dave because we specifically have to address NWI off the top. We're going to address that. Uh, I don't know if you, do you know who Lamar Jackson is quarterback, Baltimore Ravens? Yeah. I've heard of him. There's been some, there's been some rumors linking him to the Titans and stuff. We may or may not get into that. Spoiler, we will. And uh, we have got our buddy Easton Freeze from Broadway Sports Media joining us today. He was at the Combine, and he reveals some juicy little tidbits. He gives us some reporting that you won't get anywhere but the Tighten Up podcast, which we are excited to talk to him. Plus, we're going to ask him uh, an interesting question. Compare the Titans' latest free agent signings to restaurants in Nashville. How about that? All right. So why are we still talking about it? Let's just go ahead and be about it. But before we do, we got to first get a word from our friends at Relax the Back. Yes, the Relax the Back team sets out every day to help people in the Nashville area work better, live better, and feel better. If you're like me and you struggle with insomnia and posture issues, then I, I promise you that this place is for you. In their showroom, they have a variety of chairs that combat neck and back pain. They've got zero-gravity chairs. They've got massage chairs, good for your home or your office um, to treat your back pain. I know there's a lot of us who sit all sit up all day at work hunched over, and you know your posture is sacrificed because of that. So 
Go check those chairs out if that's something you need. They've also got Technogel and Tempur-Pedic pillows and mattresses, and they've got the latest in sleep technology over there to help you get those eight hours a night, which you need. I've been tossing and turning. I need to go in to relax the back and figure out how to help sleep better at night. I know Glenn Word, the CEO of Relax the Back, will help me do that. He's a great helper, and he knows the ins and outs of the business. He is fantastic. So go check him out at 2020 Glen Echo Road in Nashville, Tennessee. It's right across the road from the Green Hills Regal Movie Theater. If you're unable to get there in person or you don't live in Middle Tennessee and can't check them out, visit them online at stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville. You'll start feeling better today once you make a trip down there, once you take a visit to their website. So when you go in and you see Glenn, make sure to tell him that A to Z Sports sent you. And with all that said, let's talk Titan. I hear the train a coming. It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since. I don't know when. I'm sucking cold What is up, Flameheads? Welcome to the Titan Up Podcast. Today is March 22nd, 2023. And this is awkward. This is awkward. Um, Messed okay, up so on that it, one. Yeah. Um, if you happen to tune into last week's episode, I'd say probably the first six to maybe ten minutes of the episode were dedicated to an uncle of this episode, Mr. Nick Westbrook Akine. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, we were sad because he had been released by the Titans. He was a real one. And not just that, he was our only connection to inside that building <laughs> at uh, with the Titans. I mean, like, yeah, we know, you know, we've got Aunt Amy Wells. We've got Uncle Mike Keith. We've got a, a couple of people within the building, but the only one that was truly within the locker room. And he was released, and we were sad. And as the Titans tend to do, I think they wake up first thing in the morning, they put on the Titan Up podcast, they listen to what we talk about, and then they completely hit us with uh, news that will outdate our once-a-week podcast faster than you can say, Nick Westbrook Akine. It is, they 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 listened to the sode, and they said, oh, they, they're saying goodbye to... Nick Westbrook Akine, let's sign him back right now <laughs> and completely ruin the entire opening segment of the Tighten Up podcast last week. And 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 sure enough, they did. And here we are sitting. Um, I mean, frankly, I'm I'm a little embarrassed. I'm a little. Uh, this is awkward. But uh, welcome back, Nick Westbrook Akine. I would be more embarrassed if I wasn't so thrilled. You know, and I, just yeah. just just to peel back the curtain a little bit, I, I received a hot tip, not from NWI, but um, from someone close to NWI that sources sources that this that, that that what happened was probably going to happen, and unfortunately, yeah. that text came. Yeah, about you, you, an texted hour after you texted me. You texted me on. I called you. 
<laughs> I, I, I called yeah, you. you. Yeah, you called me and you said, hey, uh, and whenever Jack calls me, it's either like, oh, did you hear this breaking news from the Titans or audio uh, has been you, lost. We're going to have to re-record. <laughs> yeah. Audio has been lost. We've got to re-record this. So, and yeah, you called me after we had finished recording. I had picked up my daughter. So this was probably like an hour after recording. And I'm walking home and Jack calls me. I'm like, uh-oh. I was like, what? I was like, the, who did the Titans sign? And you're like, no, it's not who they sign. It's it's news about NWI. And I was like, what? What's going on? And he was like, I've got I've got a source telling me that <laughs> they he could be coming back. And I said, I uh, I thought about it for a second, and I was like, oh geez. But then I was like, no, you know what? Let's lean into this. <laughs> Let's lean into this because it'll only make next week so funnier when the Titans inevitably bring him back. We didn't even have a full week without Nick Westbrook and Keenan. I, I, frankly, I don't remember the Tennessee Titans without number 15 on their squad. And I am happy he's back. You're right. The the sheer joy completely outweighs the awkwardness that I am feeling right now because yeah, Nick Westbrook and Keenan, look, is he the greatest Titans wide receiver in history? People are asking mm-hmm. or people will be asking. Am I right? You know, I like that would be, that would be a, a great story. That, that would be worth a movie. I think I, I at, at, at worst, he's number three right now behind Derek Mason and AJ Brown. And then it's Nick Westbrook Akine. So you give maybe one more year. More, in the league? Ooh, here, here's one who finishes with more career receiving yards or, or excuse me, more receiving yards with the Titans. AJ Brown or NWI? Could oh, Indi- I mean, I think you think, you think I mean if NWI stays here for six or seven years, maybe eight or nine, <laughs> and potentially eleven or twelve. I think that I think that we've got a we we've got a good discussion. <laughs> it'll take it'll take eleven to twelve years for <laughs> NWI to catch AJ Brown's like two years. <laughs> uh that's rough. That's rough. But no, he's it, back. It, it'll take give him give him twelve games, maybe. We um, dedicated an entire song to him last week. Um, but God, it, it's just I don't know what we do if NWI. Could you imagine if NWI played the tie? Say he stayed in the division. What if he went to the Texans or maybe even the Colts because he's got oh. those Indiana ties? That yeah. would sting, and he'd definitely make a big catch against Titans. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he would. Yeah, it would be because those teams have no other receivers to really throw the ball to. Well, that's true. That's true. I don't know. Did the Texans, did the Texans, they signed uh, Robert Woods. Ever heard of him? Yeah. Bobby Trees. Yeah, not really worried about Bobby Trees. Bobby Trees. My man went from one terrible wide receiver room to arguably an even worse wide receiver room with the Texans. But I will say this. Texans are sneaky making some some decent signings in the offseason. Bobby Trees. They actually had a better offseason than the Colts in my opinion. Yeah, they've been busier. Um but Bobby Trees is kind of like that tree in Tumor's corner after Harvey Updike got done with it. You know, <laughs> you're just kind of just waiting for it to die and then to tear it up and, and and scrap it and find a new tree to roll after wins, which are hard to come by in Auburn right now. Yeah, Bobby Trees, it's funny. Bobby Trees' time with the Titans was exactly like that of a tree. You know how like when people it's usually like on Earth Day, and which was around the time that I feel like the Titans signed signed him in the first place, but around Earth Day, you plant a new tree and you get everyone gets excited and everyone cheers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you just like and then it's just it's like this little skinny twig sticking up out of the ground with like, you know, very few branches. 
And then you're like, all right, cool, 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 cool. We got a tree. Just wait, just wait. That thing's gonna thing's gonna flourish. And then you forget how long it takes for trees to like grow. <laughs> and then <laughs> so like then like 12 months later, you're like, yeah, Bobby Trees didn't do anything. He's just still that that twig in the ground. That was literally Robert Wood's time with Titans, where it's like after like 10 months, we were like, is this guy gonna do anything? He just he just this is all this is all we're getting. Now, granted, that's not his fault. It was a lot of it was the offense and uh the play calling and play design. But some of but it was his fault. It's still some of it, sure. Yeah. I mean, he can only do so much. But anyway, that is uh that is Nick Westbrook and Kine back. Titans are uh Titans are back. People are saying, you know, people are saying that this signing is the signing of the offseason, and it is the number one uh, free agent on Adam Schefter's big board of free agents mm-hmm. now gone. Yeah, so, that's right. Now where it's, do the, the Titans turn their head to? You know, $1.6 million for NWI. A lot of people are pissed, but I think why a lot of people are pissed is because NWI was kind of the first move they made at wide receiver. You know, it, it's nothing mm-hmm. that NWI has done wrong. It's that the Titans are, instead of exploring the market, they are signing NWI to, a you know, to, to a cheaper deal than I thought he'd be back for, to be honest with you. I I, I love NWI, don't get me wrong, but $1.6 million, I mean, that's slightly above the veteran minimum. I, I, I think that's a bargain for NWI. I know that you don't want him as your wide receiver three or possibly even four, but if he's one of those last two receivers on the active roster on on, on Sundays, I think you're in a good, good position with your wide receiver group. So I, I don't hate yeah. it. A lot of Titans fans are pissed that he's back, but... They shouldn't be mad at NWI. NWI was an undrafted free agent who's put up 400 yards in back-to-back seasons. He's got seven touchdowns with the Titans. I mean, that that is totally exceeding expectations. So NWI doesn't deserve this hate and this. And I know it's not everybody who's given it to him, but you know, I, I'm on social media. I see it. But, but you know, it, I I think that he's he's a valuable piece to this this team as a depth guy. And Rabel sees that, and Rand Carthon, a new GM, sees that. You get a new set of eyes on NWI, and you still bring him back. He's doing something right. I like it. I like that he's back, and you know, our lives can resume because if NWI was gone, I don't know how we'd go go on with our lives. Yeah, it is one of those things, too, where, yeah, I think Titans fans see, uh, like, for example, Isaiah McKenzie was signed by the Indianapolis Colts. Okay, that one stings a little bit because uh, you would like to, you know, you and, and look, this is not a great year for wide receivers for signing, which kind of sucks. It's like the one year the Titans need to go out and sign a wide receiver. There's It's slim pickings. Market stinks. Um, but then. It does stink, which is why I think the Titans, if they're going to do anything, and what I'm hoping they do is they tap into some sort of trade. Um, obviously, DeAndre Hopkins' name has been floated out there. That one's scary, to say the least, so especially for Titans money, fans. It's a lot of money, but it's also... But I think the Cardinals would also eat a lot of that, too, if if they did um, work out a trade. But it's also scary because DeAndre Hopkins, he's what? He's like 30... 34, I think, or something. He's he, he's up he's there on, in age. On the back, I don't know that his prime will ever end because the guy's insane, but he's on the back end of it. Uh he's 30 years, excuse me, which is 34 in wide receiver years. Um, and he is uh but but it's like signing DeAndre Hopkins at this point in his career. Is that just another Andre Johnson? Is that another Randy Moss? Is that 
Are you? He's, are he's, you? He's not that far. Is gone. it? Is that a? Is that well? I you, you'd like to think, but for whatever reason, the Titans are a a black hole for wide receiver talent. It is. It is. They get here, and they, what do black holes do? They suck. D Hop's so also is, fresh off a round of steroids, though. So I mean, he, he could just be he could just be hitting his stride now. That is true. And then there's there's also the rumors of, you know, like Odell Beckham Jr. has been doing workouts. So it's like, is that a name that you would like the Titans to to sign? You, and no. then there was someone else. Um, there was someone else that uh, I saw that was uh, potentially on the trading block today. And, and now it is escaping me. I've seen Corey Davis uh, back on it, but uh, I think he may be going to the Packers if Rodgers comes. Corey, if that if that were to happen, man, you got to feel for Corey Davis. <laughs> Rodgers comes yeah. in, Corey Davis goes to Green Bay to play for Jordan Love. Oh my gosh! But um, yeah, yeah, I've seen I've seen that rumored, but that would that would be hard a hard pill to swallow for old CD. Yeah, and then the oh yeah, it was the Browns. Oh, the Browns were looking into um, potentially trading for. Jerry Judy from the Broncos. Who I think I, I think Jerry, Jerry Judy, Judy is a guy. I I do too. I think he's a guy that would really enhance uh the Titans offense and a guy that hasn't really had a fair shake. Obviously he played with Russell Wilson and Russell Wilson was incredibly bad last year and I I feel like Jerry Judy did some things with Drew Locke. And I feel like if you could do things with Drew Locke if you're Ryan Tannehill is an upgrade from Drew Locke. If you can if you get do Ryan with, Tannehill, if you can do things with Drew Locke, you can probably solve world hunger. I mean, th- that is that is incredible <laughs> to be able to produce hey, like Judy hey, did with Drew Locke. Easy, dude. You're talking about former uh, SEC touchdown leaders, uh, single season touchdown leader Drew Locke. Okay. <laughs> um, the um, but but like the Browns are looking to trade Jerry Judy. Now the price tag is extremely high on Jerry Judy. I think the the Broncos are looking for a first round pick or a high second round pick plus a player, which that oh, is man. a little absurd for Jerry Judy. Yeah, I don't understand. Which I think over time maybe that price tag will come down as the Broncos realize nobody's giving that up for Jerry Judy. But then in walk the Browns who gave Deshaun Watson a massive contract that no NFL team wants to deal with. As you're seeing now, nobody's willing to pay it to Lamar Jackson. Who's an even better Deshaun Watson. You're going to the, like the Browns here are just going to be like, Oh, we'll pay that, you know, because they're idiots that whoever's freaking <laughs> running the Browns are doing these dumb, dumb things. And they're ruining it for the rest of us. It's like when the, it's like when the Jaguars, it's like when the Jaguars last year signed Christian Kirk to an ungodly contract, completely shifting the wide receiver market, which is why I believe was the first domino to fall that got A.J. Brown out of Tennessee. Because every wide receiver, if you remember, Debo Samuel last year was going to hold out. DK. Uh, uh, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf was going to hold out because every wide receiver saw what Christian Kirk got and they said, uh, uh, excuse me, are you going to, you're going to let Christian Kirk get paid more than me? Are you kidding me? And that's, and then uh, the, that led to AJ Brown, the, the drama there ultimately winding into him being traded on draft day. So look, if the Jaguars were playing chess and not checkers, then well done. They freaking checkmated the Titans into <laughs> overpaying Christian Kirk leading to AJ Brown being shipped out of town. But my whole point here is, Hopefully the Titans find something in the trade market, whether it be a Jerry Judy, whether it be a DeAndre Hopkins, whether it be a an Odell Beckham Jr. 
something to do. And in in that case, leaving NWI to have a lesser of a role or a not as significant of a role in this offense, because that's where I think he will flourish. I think he will shine when he is not have the expectations of a wide receiver one or wide receiver two, like he had last season in the offense. Yeah, you, you just got to hope that Humphreys can stay healthy. Uh, you you got to hope that, uh, you, you know, some of these guys in front of him are able to stay healthy because, you know, NWI's found himself in a position to to not just start but really be one of the main targets for whoever is playing quarterback for the Titans. And that's not necessarily something you really want. I mean, it's something that's funny for us for content. But like that's <laughs> that it doesn't work that way um, for you you know successful offense. And I said Humphreys, I meant Kyle Phillips. But I mean they, they got to upgrade. I was they gonna say find, I, they and for a, a second there I thought for a second there I thought you were as concussed as Humphreys. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. I was like Humphreys. Was but like, but um, you you know they got to find a couple guys and to, to kind of bump NWI back down to probably where he should be on the depth chart. Uh, I think he's done great in his really two seasons kind of in the spotlight with the Titans, but they got to find a more talented option. Jerry Judy's interesting. I think if he's just a second round pick, if that's what, if that's what his market is, the Titans should pull that trigger because I mean, let, let's be honest with ourselves, Austin. Well, second round pick and a player. That's, that's what I know the play. For. The player kind of throws me through a loop, but if it was just a second round pick, I think you've got a better shot on, I think Jerry Judy's value is over the next you know few years is probably more than what you'd get out of a second round pick because you know the draft is a crap shoot and you never really know who you're mm-hmm. getting in round two, especially in late round one. Titans fans know enough about that. But uh that's that's one of the reasons why I, I hate the draft. I, I have a disdain for the draft. And I and I think it's because most draft picks don't work out. Most draft picks, like it it is it is the tape li- is a liar sometimes. The tape is a liar sometimes, and there's so many variables that go into the draft, and that's why, like people and 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 Titans fans, um, I mean, I see it especially from Titans fans, just because I'm I'm more inundated with Titans fans, but people are so dead set of like, oh, if we just draft this guy, that solves problems. Like, oh, let's go get C.J. Stroud, and that solves our quarterback problem. You don't know C.J. Stroud is going to be anything of value, like in at the next level. You don't like. Even, even, and he's considered one of the top prospects. So it, it is such a coin flip with the draft every single year to where it's like I, I get so annoyed with the draft and with thinking that, oh, this is going to solve this or this is going to solve that. And you just don't know, so, which is why I'm always bank on use draft capital, kind of like the Rams did a couple years ago, which led them to a Super Bowl. Use draft capital. To get sure things, things that you know have already produced at a high level in the NFL. Jerry Judy, to me, is that. DeAndre Hopkins, obviously, is that. Odell Beckham Jr., uh, to me, obviously, is that. Now, granted, those are the, those are the cream of the crop, sure. But like, even like an Isaiah McKenzie, the, who the Colts just signed. Yeah, that to it, me is like, oh man, that would that would be great. And again, the Titans are hampered by their their cap space. I'm not saying they could have gone out and gotten an Isaiah McKenzie, but that's that's what I'm that's kind of like the scope that I'm looking at is just give me guys that I know can perform. And I like that much better than dipping your waters into the draft pool yet yeah, it's, again. It's a risky game and cap space. You talked about it. Titans have 
just over $10 million, $10 million in cap space as of 3.41 p.m. on Tuesday. That could change with another signing. But, you know, they got $10 million right now. There's a way to clear up a lot more. And that would be to release Ryan Tannehill. If the Titans release Ryan Tannehill, they save $17.8 million against the cap. And they would be back in the quarterback market where a lot of Titans fans have uh, have found some interest in this week. The Titans are were, were actually linked to Lamar Jackson um, on SportsCenter. ESPN's Jeremy Fowler went on SportsCenter and talked about the Titans being a potential fit for Lamar, who is right now um, able to negotiate contracts with other teams. Obviously, the Ravens will have a chance to match that deal, but he's free to talk with whoever he wants. I like how the guy most notably on this podcast for wanting to push Ryan Tannehill in front of a bus is the one who's like, yeah, you could trade him just or just cut him, just release him, just release Ryan Tannehill. The guy's won 36 games for you over the last three seasons, but yeah, just cut him, just cut his ass. It's a conversation uh, and it's, yeah, no, it's I, one I that's, it. that's interesting. I mean, when you, when you talk and about it, a former MVP and Lamar Jackson, I mean, mm-hmm. you want to make this offense more exciting. No, I, like, you're right. Like, you're right. And we and, talked about that this is, before it started. Like, I'm not. I'm not tuning on. I'm not tuning in the Titans on Sundays. My offense is rolling out on the field. I'm saying, man, I can't wait to see what they do today. Like, well, you put Lamar Jackson at quarterback, and I understand you're still very run oriented, and that doesn't help things in the passing game. But I'm turning on that TV on Sunday, going, man, I cannot wait to see what Lamar Jackson does today. Yeah, sure. And but now I will say, you know. The fine print there is that just two years ago, we were saying that though about the offense. This offense, this offense was elite. It was the third best offense in the NFL just two years ago. And then Todd Downing takes over and everything falls to shit. So that is, you know, it's not it. And and Ryan Tannehill was still the quarterback of that offense. So to me, I think the variable here is that, you know, there was one man who did not know how to run an NFL offense and completely ran it into the ground. Um, but that that's that's another conversation for another day. I have always, in fact, both of us have always stood on the take of Ryan Tannehill is this team's quarterback unless they can find one of the 10 to 11 quarterbacks in the NFL that are better than him. Lamar Jackson is obviously one of those names. However, there's still so much just like that would have to fall into place for this to happen. It's still a pipe tape. dream. There's a lot of red tape right now um, going on. Uh, however, the according to Mike Florio, the um, uh, a representative for Lamar Jackson has contacted more than one team in an effort to spark negotiations aimed at a possible offer sheet. Now, again, the, the offer that could be made to Lamar Jackson, as Jack said, can be matched by the Ravens. So even if, if you know, a team does submit an offer, that's that's not the end-all be-all. The Ravens have the chance to counter. Um, but this representative that is fielding calls for Lamar Jackson, not certified by the NFL Players Association, okay? That's just like, that is like literally... Lamar just going out and being like, Hey dude, can you, do you mind, do you mind making some phone calls for me? And like, it's just his buddy, just his buddy being like, Hey, you guys want Lamar? Look, uh, what, what do you want to offer him? You know? And it's like, but like, you have to be certified to represent a player. You have to be certified because teams can, you can be uh fine for it. Roquan Smith had, had, uh, 
with the Bears or formerly of the Bears uh, had people like uh, had someone not certified by the NFL Players Association fielding calls for him. And the uh, the, there was uh, I think there were there were penalties that were handed down because of that. It's it's part of the CBA. You have to be certified. So but as one source explained, the person has said that Jackson does not want a fully guaranteed contract. That to me is huge, at least in terms of where the Titans stand true. The now some regard of this is as possible uh, as a possible exercise in semantics with Jackson still wanting a very significant amount fully guaranteed up to 200 million or more. Now that is very significant. That's, that's what, basically that's, saying, but that's what quarterbacks these days are, are wanting, especially MVP caliber guys. Sure. Sure. He's one, he's wanting 200 million. Uh, you know, he's not, he doesn't want 250 million guaranteed, just 200 million. So yeah, it's not, like not 50 off the top. Know, we'll be good. That's like, that's like the, the Clarence racket freaking, uh, Nordstrom's. Okay. <laughs> like it's, it's still pretty pricey. Still expensive. It, you know, you're not, you're not going to get him at, at a, a TJ Maxx price. Um, uh, he also wants one, one or more non-guaranteed years on the back end. Um, but he is, he is telling other teams that Lamar is ready to move on from the Ravens. So, and I don't think that's really a state secret. I think that's been pretty much made obvious to even just the general of NFL fans. Like with what the Ravens have offered him, he wants out. Now, do the Titans play a factor in this? That is kind of the that's what we're wondering here. exactly and and you know this whole thing with lamar jackson found a guy to call teams it sounds a whole like a whole lot like that scene in wolf of wall street where jordan belfort is talking to you know jonah hill's character and jonah hill's guy goes if you show me how much money you made last year i'll quit my job right now i'll call my boss and i'll quit my job right now and so he shows him how much he made jonah hill calls his boss quits his job then starts working for jordan belfort aka lamar jackson in this type of um analogy but that that's kind of what's going on. It, it's weird, and he's not cleared by the NFLPA, so how much stock do you really put into all of this? I'm not so sure. But when you hear it from a guy like ESPN's Jeremy Fowler, who went on SportsCenter and said this, quote, and, when, and then when you talk about good fits, I asked some executives around the league what teams would make sense. They mentioned Tennessee, who just cleared some cap space. They have a new GM, Rand Carthon, who's working on the roster. They could use a running back, or excuse me, they could use a running quarterback and they have experience with that in the past. So just by mentioning Tennessee by name, I mean, that excites everyone. That gets that gets the Twitter firestorms going. That gets the Facebook mob all excited. And now Lamar Jackson to the Titans has a bit of steam to it. Are the Titans legitimately interested in Lamar Jackson? I'm not so sure. Should they be? I think they should at least make the call. And Carthon yeah. said at the combine, he's making calls. He's checking in on everything. Anything that can help make this roster better, which adding Lamar Jackson would do. He's a clear upgrade over Tannehill. He's younger. He's more exciting. I, I, I don't know that there's a thing that Tannehill does that Lamar Jackson can't do. And, I mean, mm. you know, your counter will be, you know, postseason record is uh, a concern with Lamar. He hasn't had a lot of success there. But Tannehill hasn't had a lot either, you know, especially lately. Yeah. Well, there is there is some things to point out with with both ends of the spectrum here. Um, you know, hamper all of the uh, there's there's a lot of Titans fans out there that think if the Titans sign Lamar Jackson, they're back to being in the Super Bowl conversation. 
let's 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 pump the brakes there a little bit okay ah, First I, I don't know though I, I think if you do enough up front and you add a and you add a pass catcher with Lamar Jackson the Super Bowl okay. is at least is at least within sight you know it, it made it's okay so what, what shut but it's it's right outside why, the window and look and I'm I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you I'm just playing devil's advocate here just for the sake of the the conversation okay I don't want people to think I'm I'm skewing one way or the other but I do want to ask you why is it that with if they had a pass catcher why is it that with Lamar Jackson rather than Ryan Tannehill well is it is it is it is it is it, is it playoff performance well, you need another because, pass catcher in the first place. Like a pass sure, catcher. Sure, sure. Yes, we all agree. We all agree the Titans capable. need more weapons. The Titans need more weapons for either of these two guys to succeed in this offense. That Let's say they get one of those. Are you saying that they have a better chance to win the Super Bowl with Lamar Jackson than they do Ryan Tannehill? And yes. my question is, why is that? Yes, because I, I think so. The biggest, I, the biggest, the biggest knock on Ryan Tannehill is that he does not perform in the playoffs. Lamar Jackson has a worse record in the playoffs than Ryan Tannehill. So why is it that we think that? I'm 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 just I'm legitimately just asking the question. I'm not I'm not defending Ryan Tannehill. And, I'm not asking because there's a lot of Titans fans that feel this way and my question is why? It's it's a fair question. Um I think you have to look at Lamar's playoff struggles versus Tannehill's playoff struggles. They've got some similarities, but they've also got some differences. I I think that, you know, the Ravens have had probably the worst group of wide receivers in the NFL over the last few years, like AJ Brown, like Tannehill at AJ Brown, that that's far more than the Ravens had. Mark Andrews was a great tight end, but AJ Brown is a, a, a player that's capable of transforming an offense. That's the, yeah, yeah. He had a, he had Hollywood Brown, which is not. I'm not. I'm not putting him on AJ Brown's level. AJ Brown is far and above better than Hollywood Brown. But Hollywood Brown's a very, very speedy and and durable cap pass catcher from the NFL. Yeah, he's he's had a he had a decent year with the Cardinals, but uh, you know he's still no AJ Brown. And then you look at the running back position. The Ravens have kind of have kind of had a committee back there. They have certainly haven't had Derrick Henry, and you know you could argue that. J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards and whoever the hell else has been, you know, toting the rock back there for the Ravens has been probably a bottom 10 guy in the league. And there certainly hasn't been durability like in the backfield like there has been with Derrick Henry. Yeah, I think the Titans defense um, is also probably better than the Ravens defense. That's that's closer to a toss up. But, you know, even with the struggles in the secondary last year. I think the Titans have enough in the front seven to really make up for a lot of mistakes. I I, I don't know. I I'm not blaming Lamar's postseason failure on other people, but I'm just saying that you know him and Tannehill both haven't exactly had everything they need to make a Super Bowl run. So uh, quarterback ratings in the playoffs: Lamar Jackson sits uh, at a 68.3 quarterback rating in the playoffs Ryan Tannehill is at an 85.2 uh when when the Titans went on their run in 2019 Ryan Tannehill threw for five touchdowns to one interception uh Lamar Jackson all time in the playoffs is three touchdowns to five interceptions here's what Uh, I'd ask all time 
all time, Tannehill has seven touchdowns to five interceptions, obviously three of which coming in that Bengals I, game. I want to ask you this question. Is Ryan Tannehill, like 2019 Ryan Tannehill was a different animal. Is Ryan I, well, Tannehill, I think the I I think the entire offense was a different animal, facts. which is why Ryan Tannehill. I think when you have the pieces and the weapons that that offense had, and you have the smart, intelligent play caller that they had in that 2019 off, that's when you see it. That was the perfect storm of offense, and then the and then they followed it up the very next year in 2020. They had one of the top offenses in the league. So 2020, they earned had a it. very formidable. And he'll earned his contract. I mean, he he earned that contract. But oh, for sure, for sure. With, with the skill sets that each player has, I, I think it's I, I think it's a no brainer. Lamar Jackson can do more with less because the Titans have less than Ryan Tannehill is capable of doing at this point in his career. But I, I think that that's that's the question you got to ask. Well, and then and then and then what do we always talk about? Also, though. The best ability is what? Availability. That's an issue. Which which Lamar Jackson has missed five games in each of the last two seasons. Ryan Tannehill missed his first game as a Titan this past season. His very first game. And what, he missed, I think, four total? You're paying a lot of money for a quarterback who's missed a lot of games if you go out and sign Lamar Jackson. And Vrabel has been adamant. I mean, he made a he made a... He sent a huge message by letting David Long walk due to some of these soft tissue injuries, mm-hmm. these availability issue, you know, issues. So does Lamar Jackson kind of go against what Vrabel really wants this team to transition to, to be, you know, one of those teams that's tough. That's you know, the best players are out there every Sunday. There's questions there with Lamar Jackson. There's absolutely questions there that he'll have to answer. And maybe, maybe that's why the Ravens aren't set on, you know, paying the paying the money that he wants he's got to be out there, you know, every game, every Sunday, you want to be a top five, top seven quarterback in this league, like Lamar Jackson's capable of being going to be out there every week. This, this might be the most intellectual conversation you and I have ever had. Um, but and again, I don't want it to, I don't want people to, to think I'm, I'm one side or the other. I'm, I'm literally just bringing up points for, for both sides. Like I, like, 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 the idea of Lamar Jackson, sure, I love the idea of Lamar Jackson in two-tone blue. Are you kidding me? I I would sign up for that in a heartbeat. But then, but but before I sign up for that in that heartbeat, all I'm asking is let's ask some serious questions here before we jump into a very expensive and not always reliable option at the quarterback position. Because to me, this feels a lot like the movie Zoolander 2. Okay. Okay. This is something that <laughs> I've seen. Elden English, by the way. I've seen this one. <laughs> Just roll with me on this one. Okay. Zoolander 2, I was very excited for because I was such a fan of Zoolander 1. Zoolander to me is one of the best all time comedies. The cast Ben Stiller, Owen Wilson, Billy Zane. Are you kidding me? Then it's hard to be announced Zoolander. It's hard to be it. So many cameos, Will Smith, Andy Dick. There's just so many like funny cameos in that movie. All of the models that are in it. It's phenomenal. Uh, Donald Trump, former president of the United (laughs) States is in that movie. Small cameo. People forget that Jerry Stiller. It is. It is so great. But then 
they, they you know 20 years passed or something and they're like hey we're gonna do a zoolander too and i got excited because i was like oh yes let's go come on david Duchovny also in the first one i that i'm just like i was like let's go and then it came around and 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 this is it's kind of similar thing here that zoolander 2 very expensive okay and it's been a while since we've seen them uh, seen zoolander which was at the top of its game back in the day is it going to live up to the to the first more and that's where i'm worried about with lamar jackson is zoolander 2 did not live up to the first one it was terrible it was one of the worst sequels i and most of the time i give movies the benefit of the doubt but I, for this movie, I was like, oh gosh, this is awful. And I saw it in theaters. And that's why I'm worried with a Lamar Jackson of, have we seen Lamar Jackson's best days? Was the best days of him in, in purple? If, if we see him in two-tone blue, are we, is it, it's not going to be a recreation of that. Everyone's just a little bit older. Everyone's like, you know, are they going to be as funny? Are they going to rely on a lot of, what they relied on to make them successful in the first place. It's fair to wonder, but Lamar Jackson's 26. He he's not washed up. He's he's in the, you know, this is, this is an age where quarterbacks enter their prime 26 years. Like he won the MVP. He was way ahead of schedule to win the MVP in his second season. I, I agree with you. He entered the, he entered the league very young. But like a, a 26 for Lamar Jackson is not the same as what a 26 was for Derrick Henry because the f- front years of Derrick Henry's 26 did not have a lot of wear and tear on the those tires. So why is it that we say that uh, wear and tear for a, a running back is not necessarily the same for wear and tear for a running quarterback who, frankly, is not very not a beefy running quarterback like a Cam Newton or something. Yeah, Lamar's like, got he, over he's got over 112 rushes in each of his 5 seasons in the NFL. So he's running the ball uh, you know well over 100 times a season. It's in even more so if he's healthy. Like when he played 15 games in his MVP season, he ran the ball almost 200 times. That like sure like I I understand your point like he's probably got more tread on his tires. At 26 years right. old than just about any other quarterback that maybe like, we've ever seen. Because I'm, 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 if I'm saying like, oh, he's 26, I'm also saying, okay, a 26 year old should not be missing 10 games over the past two seasons. But I, that, that doesn't, I'm still not worried about that. Like, I, I don't think that like he's now injury prone because he's Sorry, got I should all correct that. Correct, I should correct that. It's only five games, only five games over the last season. Um, it was in 20, 2019 where he missed, uh, he missed, about seven games yeah so either way like I, i'm not worried about i'm not worried about his oh, health wait, at no 26. So wait no sorry wait sorry i'm i'm on the wrong i'm on the wrong page here no sorry yes he lamar jackson has missed 10 games over the last two seasons he has only played in 12 games of each of the last two seasons i think it's something they should entertain i think it's you know if the price is right for what Rand carthon wants to do i mean i understand that like we're all in this I think Titans fans have a rebuilding philosophy. Not really. It's more of a competitive rebuild. Right. Like they're trying to take the next step. They're trying to figure out how to become an exciting offense again. And Titans fans want to do that by throwing the football because they see the chiefs. They see the bills. They see, you know, all of these contenders around the league, even the Eagles 
Jalen Hurts is a very right. mobile quarterback, but he can spin the rock. Like they want to, they want to get to that type of offense. Lamar Jackson, sure, he's a decent passer, but you know, Lamar Jackson is worth the money that he's going to get because of what he can do with his legs. I I don't know. I I'm all for Lamar Jackson and it, I, Malik Willis isn't the answer long term. I think we can agree on that. Yeah. We've seen enough in his rookie right. year to know that that, that like he's not going to be able to make these big jumps at least you know in the right. next two three years. Like the Titans want to like they they don't want to be coming in second or third in the AFC over the next two three no. years. They want they want to get back to right. a place where they can win that division consistently again. Malik Willis doesn't put you there. Lamar Jackson puts you there and then some. Yeah, and he and he buys you more time. He buys you more time uh, with an, an elite quarterback under center because he is only twenty six. He's he's almost ten years younger than who your current starter is. You got like a Ryan ten Tannehill, year window. Ryan Tannehill, the tank is is almost on E. You know, and uh, Lamar Jackson, he's got over three quarters of a tank left at least. Um, so he can that road is much longer with Lamar Jackson. With that said, look, I hope it happens too because I will get excited. I will be hyping it up on Twitter just as much as the next guy. I just I just feel like it would be smart we as Titans fans are not just like, "Ooh, a fresh coat of paint." It's like, "Okay, what is under that paint? What is that paint med, uh, made with? Is there lead in this paint?" Like do a little bit of the ask the questions before just thinking, "Oh, shiny new toy, Lamar Jackson." Everything's going to be fixed. Our problems are solved. Ryan Tannehill, ding dong, the witch is dead. Ryan Tannehill is gone. When really it's like, are you just getting a faster Ryan Tannehill? Like, is, no, like, is that what you're getting? you're getting way more than that. Lamar Jackson isn't just a fresh coat of paint. He He's a new Lamborghini. Yes. Okay. And I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Don't get me wrong. I, I do agree with you. I'm just saying the biggest knock on Ryan Tannehill is, who cares about the regular season? He can't perform in the postseason. But then you have the same thing with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has a 45 and 16 record in the regular season. Like he's he can do everything that Tannehill can do, and then he's got you know some elite qualities that Tannehill doesn't possess. Yeah. Yes, he does. He does skill-wise. Yes, I agree with you. But he has yet to prove it when the game is most important. I feel like if freaking Tom Brady quarterbacked the Titans offense and did not win in the playoffs, Titans fans would be all over Tom Brady's ass. Like it, it that that's just that has been the knock on Ryan Tannehill and here you here are Titans fans saying let's go get Lamar Jackson because he's better in the playoffs, but he's not. He hasn't shown that yet. Look, I'm just I'm just Throwing out the questions. I want Lamar Jackson. I want him. I want him to be a Titan. I will be excited if that happens. I don't think it's going to. I think we should temper our expectations. I think we should all agree that Ryan Tannehill is the guy. Innocent until proven guilty. Guilty. Ryan Tannehill is quarterback until proven not to be is for there, this Tennessee Titans. Don't we have odds on Lamar Jackson to the Titans? He is. We do. 2023 team odds. Of who will sign him, okay? I'm going to go in reverse order here. The Ooh. field, plus 575, okay? 14.8%. The Falcons, plus 1,500, 6.3%. But they love, De- they've, they've they love they're, Desmond they're Ritter. Out. They love them. Yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, they're not, do- they're not doing it. The Jets, plus 1,400, 6.7%. Look, deal isn't done with Aaron Rodgers yet. 
I same you know, amount the of money could still be in the quarterback market. You don't have to trade I me mean, picks why not? or players, right? The Colts plus one thousand nine point one percent, but they just signed Gardner Minshew. I think they're set at the quarterback <laughs> position, at least, at least until this time next year, which we do have our tweets scheduled for next off season. Uh, for that, the Vikings plus uh, five fifty fifteen point four percent. The Patriots plus five hundred sixteen point seven percent. Coming in at number two, your Tennessee Titans plus four hundred twenty percent. Odds to sign uh, Lamar Jackson and, and only beating them is, of course, the Ravens plus 225. That's interesting. The Ravens are plus 225 to bring back Lamar Jackson. So they're saying there might be a better shot that he's gone in 2023. He's playing somewhere else next season. That's interesting. Those, those are very interesting. Those odds, of course, come from bookies, but. Who in the hell is bookies? We who we could care less about bookies because we are a bet MGM pod. Jack, why don't you tell them about our friends at Bet MGM? Enjoy all of your favorite sports like never before at Bet MGM. Sign up with our code A to Z Sports and you'll receive up to one thousand dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. March Madness is going on. The Sweet Sixteen and Elite Eight are next weekend. The Vols somehow squeaked by. How have they done this and ruined my week? When you register with BetMGM, <laughs> you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odd specials. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. First online real money wager only. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. Jack, super excited to welcome an uncle to the family tree, a guy from Broadway Sports Media. Uh, you can catch him as the host of the Hot Read Podcast. He is a Brentwood Academy alum. Do I have that? Brentwood correct? High School alum. Public school, Brentwood baby. High School alum. God yes. bless and go Bruins. Go I knew Bruins, I loved this, baby. Dude. That's right. He, he is Easton Freeze. Easton, dude, how are you, man? Austin, I'm fantastic. Super excited to finally be on the show. And um, especially during a time of year where there is no shortage of things to talk about. So I can, I can know in my heart that I wasn't a, we got to call somebody who can we call, let's scroll to the bottom oh, of the list yeah. guy. Um, now, if I got in this right, call in like, you know, June 15th, then I, my ego may have taken a hit. But here we are. So I'm excited. That's the barren wasteland uh, uh, of yeah. the NFL offseason. Right. That's Trust when me. you're calling Jack Zach Lyons. That's... that's when you're calling Mike Herndon. Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. That's when we're getting big Joe on the go on just to tell us stories from like News <laughs> Channel 2 days. Sure. You know, like that's. Yeah. It is, it is, it is, Jack and I get weird in the off season. It's like, you know, like the later you stay normal during the regular season. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Right. 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 (laughs) Our our bar is low to begin with. (laughs) Really? Like, uh, we have have to dig trenches. Right. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is. We get loopy, man. It is like you, the the later you stay up at at night without sleep, and like you just start saying things, and you're just like starting, and everything's funny. That is Jack and I in the uh, in the dead of the off season. But I mean, luckily, you're just you're just describing to me what the F words pod was before they got all corporate and serious and no Love fun. It. Yeah, right. So I Love think that's. That. That's what that got them popular, and I think it's why you guys are doing well. So you know what I mean. Yeah, that's we we took the baton from them and uh-huh. said, you know what, "We'll have that." Thank you. That's mm-hmm. why we're number Decent. one, and they are number two. Or that's maybe, what they're saying. Maybe even that's further, what, that's down what they're telling me. Even though I mean, I yeah, I'm the director of the the podcast network that that show flagships, and here I am having to admit that the judges are saying that this is the number one show. The, so look, I don't know. I don't know. Look, We're not pe- saying, look, but the, people I, are saying. They are saying. It. People are saying. People <laughs> are asking, is Titan Podcast the greatest uh, podcast ever? Uh, I, the, um, it's, even when that words pod is number one, they're still number two because they're shit. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I, I <laughs> love him. those guys. Oh, uh, no, clip that. Somebody clip that. Easton, <laughs> Easton, I, um, so you were down at, let's start here. Before we get into all like the juicy rumors that are mm-hmm. circulating left and right and sure. talking about you know the titans new signings and all of that you were at you were in indianapolis at Indeed. the combine mm-hmm. i have to ask you because i've never once been to the combine i have only occasionally popped it on the television but i do have to ask being there in person was chris hansen there and or did you feel creepy for staring at teenagers in their underwear uh, so Chris Hansen, I'm sure was there as is his nature to be in those circumstances, ready to pounce at all times. <laughs> However, um, did not, did not have to have a sit down with him. So the week went okay, well, good. that would have, <laughs> I mean, that would have really, seat? that would have harshed the vibe for sure. Yeah. Um, sure. And I mean, I would have said, Chris, if we're going to chat, I have like a thousand buddies who are in the same boat as me. So I think I had myself covered. <laughs> um, yeah, there's like a yeah. line of guys that he's like, why don't, why don't you have a seat at this counter? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. We all <laughs> sit down in the media workroom. No, it was, it was fantastic. Austin. It is something that anybody that works in and around NFL media, I, I highly recommend doing at least once, even if you think the combine or the draft is dumb and stupid because they call the combine the NFL spring break for a reason, man. Half the fun is the the nightlife and the scene uh, with with basically the entire league there and all of the the juicy scoops and rumors floating around in the bars and restaurants every evening. And let me tell you, some of these guys that you watch on your TV every day, I mean, they're in a suit doing doing spots on shows at 6 a.m. when you wake up and they'll be in a suit doing it on a Wednesday night at 10 o'clock on SVP. These guys, I don't know how they do it because you've got the Ian Rappaport's and the the you know Tom Pelissero's of the world. These guys are bumping elbows, you know, just boozing and smiling it up at the bar every night till like two in the morning for a week, and then they're beating me there the next day. I'm supposed to be young and able yeah. to handle this still. They're beating me there. I'm convinced they're not sleeping, um, which convinces me they're not people. But they're they're good at what they do, whatever they are. And um, yeah, it it is weird. The underwear Olympics, it's if you're a draft nerd like I am, it is a kind of a uh, a Mecca kind of thing. You got to go see it and, and you get to nerd out a little bit on it. But the way that I was talking with uh, my producer, JT, who was there with me, we were trying to describe how would you explain the combine to like your aunt who has no <laughs> idea, like they know what football is. Right. They have no idea what's <laughs> right. going on. And we, we basically 
came down to there's no way to explain the combine without it sounding like the most bizarre and ridiculous, unnecessary <laughs> thing in the world. And in some ways it is bizarre and ridiculous, but it's not unnecessary. And it is it is it is crazy and dumb. And it also kind of matters. So it's the it's a very strange thing. But I loved it. You mentioned Do you the think more scouting. Uh, oh, I was, sorry. I was, I was going to say you mentioned the nightlife at the combine, and yeah. I feel like everybody who goes has like a table or like a group they go to dinner with. Yeah, I mean it's there's it's a it's a mod podge when you get there. There's a lot of mixing and matching. You get to meet a lot of folks. I got to meet a lot of people that um you know I like I've listened to or watched for years, and that was super cool getting to network in that way. But it is kind of like you know we pulled up to the 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 hotel bar, which is is a very popular spot there connected to the convention center on that first night. And it is very much like you've got all the guys you recognize from PFF over here. You've got the guys you recognize from the ringer over here. You've got the, the big wigs sit. I mean, like Sean Payton was sitting with a bunch of his scouts at one of the boots, very much a vibe of we're having a good time. Do not talk to us. He's still, he's trying to fix Russ. So I understand that he's very <laughs> yeah, busy. He got a lot of work to do. Um, uh, was Kevin James there? <laughs> it was him and Kevin and then some other guys I didn't recognize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So, yeah, yeah. How they could run, you tell who ever since which the was movie. Which? Well, it, I just saw two Sean Payton. So I figured the other one was was Kevin <laughs> okay. James. One just a little larger than the other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bingo. Is, is, yeah. There, is there anything that uh, would surprise people who are listening? Maybe you turn on the TV and you're like, oh, yeah, Adam Schefter. He seems really professional, a little robotic. But then you see him taking like Irish car bombs in Indianapolis. <laughs> Was there Ooh, anybody question. like that that surprised? Good question. Me? That is there. There were so many things that we learned about people that we didn't know already. Um, Ian Rappaport is is however short you think he is, he's definitely shorter in person. And I say that as somebody <laughs> who I'm I'm five eight on a good day. So like we're I'm pretty sure we're the same height. Um, I stood next to him a handful of times. Got, I only ever shook his hand at the bar one night. I believe he's a a, a Mick Ultra guy. So in case you were interested, that is that is that, his vibe. That fits. That's his this, jam. This is honestly the intel we are most interested. <laughs> in I figured it was. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Um, a guy that that loves to just. Ch I mean, back to Sean Payton. He was the only guy I think that I saw out all seven nights. So party animal, Sean Payton, man of the people. Um, there, there really wasn't anything else. John Lynch, the GM of the 49ers, also a man of the people, also loves to bump elbows and have a good time. Uh, oh, and Mike McDaniel. I, I, the Probably the highlight of my networking experience while we were there, at the bar at the, the main NFL club that everyone goes to, Prime 47, it's a steakhouse they convert into like a bar scene for the week for the combine and make an ungodly amount of money. We're there at the bar, and I maybe was feeling a, a little too confident moseyed up in between rich eisen and mike mcdaniel struck up about a five ten minute conversation and that was the strangest probably combination of people that i'd ever talked to um mike mcdaniel is <laughs> whatever you think mike mcdaniel is as a person that is exactly who he is um and rich eisen is kind of the same way like just the nicest guy you've ever met very kind but yeah, Mike McDaniel is the same strange, quirky, hilarious guy in person. So that's cool. Mike yeah. McDaniel, I feel like is if Rabel was not the Titans head coach, he would be like number one on the list of guys I would want to coach the Titans. I yeah, I, there's no, I some weird mm -hmm. infatuation I have with that guy because I feel like he knows he looks like he can like set up my internet router mm -hmm. with his with like blindfolded <laughs> yep 
And so that to me tells me, oh, he probably knows a crap ton about football. And here's the thing. Here's a take for you. The thing about McDaniel's McDaniel rather is that I actually think that him and Mike Vrabel would get along really well because I think Mike McDaniel says out loud a lot of things that Mike Vrabel is regularly thinking and just doesn't. That's just not his style (laughs) to say out loud. But the things that come out of his mouth are very similar to the things that I feel like I'm mind reading whenever Mike Vrabel is eye rolling at the podium or talking to the media. Um, so I, I feel like they'd probably get along, although maybe Mike Mike McDaniel's goofiness might might grate on Mike Vrabel. So I don't know. But uh, next time I see Vrabel, I'll ask him if they're buddies. I doubt they are. Just a little bit weird. Jack- weird works in the coaching industry. I feel like being sure. weird is in now. Um, yeah. yeah. Vrabel yeah. doesn't really <laughs> fit that bill, but Mike McDaniel sure does. Um Motion to move on to free agency, Austin. Are we are we good on combine? Uh, I have one 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 final question. Uh, so basically, from what you're what you're picking up, uh, what I'm picking up from from everything you're telling me, and Jack and I actually we had this take uh, the week after the combine was, and correct me if I'm wrong here. Okay, but the the combine feels like there's just as much. It, it is just as much important for networking as it is for scouting. Is there more networking than scouting? Done oh, it's more. Yeah, no, it's more. I mean, the combine, there's so many, the entire league is there. So everybody, there's so many people doing different things. The scouts are obviously there. They're doing nothing but scouting. Um, I, well, that's not true. They're, they're also out at night, but I'm assuming, talking, <laughs> I'm assuming like, yeah, I got, I got wasted things. with the charger scout. It was, yeah, yeah. no, I mean, I did. I was like, I'm sitting here thinking I met this scout. I met that scout. So yeah, I know they're out there. Um, but you know, it's for, it, it depends on who you are, but like somebody like me or somebody in the media, you're, you're there and somebody who's not, you know, I'm not sitting there pen and paper, six Oh Oh seven, six, two. Like mm-hmm. I'm not putting down numbers. Right. I'm not, I'm not the guy in the stands with the stop clock doing my hand time. You'd be shocked how many people are adamant on hand timing the forties when there is a state of the art laser tracking I, system right there that itself is wrong all the time. Apparently it's very difficult to get the right number. So you think right. 65 year old. And then they, Joe, then they, then they look down at their wrist and it's not a, it's not a watch. It's a, it's a sundial on their wrist. Exactly. Like, well, and okay. they're so it, it's every person that is in that mind space at the, at the actual athletic testing is the same level of, of delusionally overconfident because they will say out loud the number they got before the, unofficial one pops up on the screen and they'll be off by like a half second and they will not stop. They will continue <laughs> and they will argue sometime like that's not right. This I there's no way that was a four two man. This is a, I got a four three six right here. Um so that's that's the kind of cat you see there. But it really is it's the whole league. So you get the whole the whole breadth of it. Um but I'd say at least 65% of the actual event itself is is networking i'd say if you took the if you forced everybody to stay in the on on media row or in lucas Oil stadium watching the testing probably 70 percent of the people that go would not go okay it sounds like a cool thing to attend though at least you know the first time oh and it then, is you know yeah. once you go 20 or 30 years and you start hand timing people that, well, that's, that, that's, that's, that's the weird. other thing every person <laughs> that i met there that i asked them how many have you been and they'd be like too many to count or like this is my if they were in the double digits number of combines attended my next question was always how do you enjoy it and without a doubt the answer was something along the lines of you will grow to hate it so yeah it's like it's like probably like widespread panic concerts where the first one you go to you're it's cool you're sober and then like <laughs> you gotta you gotta start taking mushrooms every time you go and it's just right, like exactly. why am i here again Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, moving on to free agency, the Titans made a few moves. Um, 
no huge splashes, but I, th- I think that we kind of have a an idea of what Rand Carthon is looking for out there. Um, Arden Key, Aziz Al Shair, you know, Andre Dillard, um, Sean Murphy Bunting was the most recent signing. I don't want to ask you about any of these guys in particular, really. Okay. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. But but I yeah. want you No, thanks. Thanks for your time, dude. Uh-huh. I want you, Nashville local. Okay. To give me a comparison. Link each player or just a few players, whichever players you have okay. in mind. Can you compare them to restaurants around the city? I, I want to see how well you know Nashville food, as well as learn a little bit about these free agents. Yeah, Ooh, I like this. Yeah, it's a great question. Very good hosting on your part. Um, it is. It is. It is a, a great challenge. A difficult one for me in particular because I am. So I, I I grew up. My whole life I've spent in Nashville, right? But you say I'm I'm from Nashville. Really, I grew up in like Frank Franklin Brentwood area. I still live in that area. I count so, that because I did the same. And yeah, and yeah, yeah. You got to count it. I'm very familiar with the area. I went to school here. Um, I went to Belmont for college. So like I I, I know a lot of friends my age who weren't familiar with Nashville. So they came in and they want to do the college thing. Hey, hey man, you're from here. Where should we go? What's the scene? What and and I realized very quickly when I got to college that I just had lived so insulated away. It's almost like you live in a big city, <laughs> yeah. so you don't. So I it's really only been in like the last four years of my life that I've really branched out and experienced the at least culinary culture of Nashville. So I have some yeah. answers for this. Um I was trying to really workshop this and I, I so I like wrote down some characteristics. This is hard because we barely know these guys yet, right? But the in the the jump, um, the initial read that I had, the, the first one that stuck out stood out to me was that maybe like Aziz Al Shair is the guy, if I had to pick from this group who who may, you know, a year from now when we're talking about this team, maybe the guy that everybody's like, that was a really solid, like he's a solid player. This guy could be a starter for us for the next four or five years. That's kind of who I think that might be, even though he's not being talked about like that, because listen, off ball linebacker is hard to get excited about in March. I understand. But I kind of feel like he may be as the slept on guy, really, I think a talented guy that when he came out was was seen as a guy that could be a starter and was considered that all the way through his his uh, playing career up until he got to the NFL and ran into an all pro brick wall in linebacker in San Francisco. So he couldn't get out there. It kind of reminded me of Loveless Cafe, just like a thing mm. you've heard of forever. And you're like, oh, mm. yeah, that's that's like a staple. That's an A plus. Um, but I also when was the last time you've been to Loveless Cafe? Like I've not been in years. Well, I have no long. idea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but I know if I go back, like I'm going to be reminded this. What? Why did I stop? Why did I give up on this? Like this was this was a deal. So that's kind of the first one that right. came to mind for me. Um, for for Andre Dillard, he was of the guys in that press conference we saw the other day. He was the least um, he was the guy that, that was like the least interested in talking about how he's got that dog in him. He's got this fire. He's hungry. He likes to be violent. And he, you know, he knows this team as a coach that loves to be um, big and physical, like all the things that you expect to hear culturally from these guys joining the Titans. He was the one that didn't fit that mold as much. If anybody watched his press conference, it was kind of a different vibe for him. He seemed to be really um emotion like not really emotional but he seemed more emotional than the others he was talking about how this was a big deal for him to be with a team that like believes in him and to like get the recognition that he feels like he deserves the chance that he deserves 
And he, he came across, he's like, was humble bragging about how much he knows football um, is clearly like a very cerebral, emotionally intelligent, um, nose ball, intelligent guy, bright guy, maybe a little bit more like ma- mature, not in another one that doesn't get the recognition, I think, or hasn't gotten the recognition he deserves. The first thing that stuck out to me was Martin's barbecue. And that's uh, maybe a take that some wouldn't disagree or wouldn't agree with. It just depends on your taste in barbecue, but I've always been a Martin's guy through and through. And in Nashville, there's a lot of competing barbecues, some much flashier than others. And Martin's isn't the flashiest, but man, it just doesn't miss. It doesn't miss. So that's kind of who, yeah. who he reminded me. I of. like that. Um, yeah, no, I like that a lot. Jack, the, the one I have one more, and this isn't a, a player the Titans signed, but while I was doing this thought exercise, um, one comp that I think is just better than the rest came to mind. And it's for a player, the Titans gave a fond farewell to recently in Ben Jones. And I feel like the comp for him, you know, he was a guy that forever, he was a, a constant staple of the Titans, the model of consistency, never hurt, always available, gritty quality at all times. And then it feels like things went from zero to hundred very quickly. And now he's gone. I think that he's the spaghetti factory because just like a staple of the Nashville <laughs> area. And then one yeah. day somebody decides the 5G is giving us cancer. And so they bomb it and it goes away forever. And you're just yeah. like, oh, there it goes. So that's that's my yeah. favorite comp, I think. I think Ben Jones was the spaghetti factory. Rest I thought him. you were going Rotiers but- with Ben Jones once you mm. got going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Rotiers another well. See, as a Bruin guy, I thought you were going to go the O'Charlies in Brentwood. That and one, that's another uh, one. That one. But that's a <laughs> right, that's a Chewy's yeah. now, Austin, and it is the most popular I know. thing in the entire city. So, um, <laughs> I know, I know. I'm sad. I'm sad about it because I had my first kiss in that parking lot, and I always wanted it. <laughs> I'm, I'm an O'Charlies guy through the, and through. The lot is so. still there, but if you want O'Charlies, you're about 30 minutes away. I'm afraid, right where I'm sitting. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Oh, but Easton, I yeah. wish we could keep you on for 20 more minutes to learn about Austin's <laughs> first kiss at O'Charlies. I know. Buried the lead. Hot. It was hot. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> nice and buttery from the rolls. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Trying to hide that roll gut you had I, going on. A little chicken pot pie in there, a steak, and you suck it in. Yeah. yeah. Ben Jones and Spaghetti Factory, both loaded with carbs. So, sure. Too, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Family friendly. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Easton. Family friendly. Yeah. One more thing before we uh we part ways here. Um Hit me. Why are Titans fans so angry about re-signing NWI? I can't, I can't, I can't understand this. I see you and Mike nope. Herndon fighting the same battle that Austin and I are fighting right now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He, uh, you know, back-to-back 400-yard seasons. Essentially, he came up with 397 last year. I get it. He is not what you want in a wide receiver two or wide receiver three. He's as a wide receiver four, five, or six. Maybe he makes more sense there. But at $1.6 million, why are people upset about re- having him return? Is it a $1.6 yeah. million dollar contract? I was just assuming it was like three years, $27 million guaranteed based on what <laughs> I've been reading. That's but, what you would think based off of the outrage. Uh, right. But no, this is like people forget like you're getting you're getting a serviceable wide receiver from Aldi. Basically, this is like getting yes. this is getting freaking uh, hot pockets for a dollar ninety nine at Aldi's when, you know, people are expecting like a freaking DiGiorno pizza or no, not even a DiGiorno pizza. One of those like uh, the pizza bakery that makes their own frozen pizza, but they sell it in the grocery stores, right. but at Whole Foods. That's what people are like wanting 
but like they have to like understand it's, what they're getting. No, but for see, the price I, I getting, love where right? you're going with this, Austin. But let me modify. Let me modify your metaphor. I, I think right that ahead. I think that with NWI, he is the model of management. Uh, excuse me, uh, expectation mismanagement, and that's that's really the only reason why anybody hates him. What NWI is perceived to be when the Titans go when Rand Carthen is shopping at the grocery store for his roster this year. And he go out, goes out and ultimately ends up signing NWI to this, this very small contract. Very, barely, I mean, like, I think it's a half million more than the, the veteran minimum. I do find it funny, by the way, how, how Nick Westbrook was like, I'm going to test the market. And they said, have fun. And then he went, he stepped outside. I guess it's, he was the Will Smith in the room. Like he looked around, there was no market as anyone could have told him. <laughs> Thank and God. Then he came, you're right. And so 30 minutes later, he comes back and he's like, okay, yeah, sure. We'll sign here. Yeah. Like, I tested the market. Yeah. Yeah. That him testing the market was the, uh, speaking of GIFs of like, was the Simpsons uh, grandpa walking in the bar, Jeff. Yes. Just exactly. walked in. Okay. No market. <laughs> walks right back that's out. About, that's about how long it lasted. But I think the, the accurate yeah. grocery store comparison for him is, what people see him as is Publix brand Oreos, right? Like they think this is a an mm. off-brand version of something that we would love to have. But I do, or maybe like sure. a doctor, like a Doctor Thunder. Like I don't want this Doctor Thunder. Of that. Yeah, quit trying to to convince me this is the same as that. When in reality, he's not a Publix brand Oreo or a Doctor Thunder. He's like he's like a Kroger brand saltine cracker. Is it the off-brand? Yeah. But is it the same as all the other saltine crackers? Yeah, you're not buying him to yeah. be your main dish. You're not buying him to be tasty. You're buying right. him to fill it. Like you got it. You have to have he's he's the flour in your cabinet. He is the salt to refill your shaker above the stove. He he is a necessary staple of a team. His kind of the, the style of player he is is a necessary element of a team. Every team. I mean, listen, unless you're a team with infinite money or the luckiest drafting ability in the world, you may have a, a wide receiver room of just good receivers. But otherwise, if, if you live in reality, you're going to be a team that at best has one bad receiver on the active roster because you got to have depth of guys. That's what he is. The, the reason people right. are so upset is because for two years, he's been forced into a wide receiver three, usually the floor and at, at times we've seen him in more than one game as the wide receiver one for this team. And it just so happens yeah. that he's physically, he's got the build. He's a big bodied guy. Awesome. Uh, it, it, the problem, however, is that he has uh, an unfortunate combination of being slow and unable to win in contested catch situations, which means that you're actually just big and slow and bad at catching, which means you're not a very good receiver. So he's got one third of the recipe, which means that he's fine as a, a depth guy. I, I'll even add if there's a fourth part of the recipe, it's durability. And he's been a, the closest thing to the model of durability that this team has seen for two years now. So that's another element of it. I'm sure they're keeping him around knowing, okay, he's not a good receiver. We don't want him playing, but if we get down right. to it, like we have like clockwork at this point, the last two years where we've got all our good receivers dead and wounded, we, we're going to need the backups to at least be healthy enough to stay on the field so that we don't run out of receivers and NWI can be that guy. So like a wide receiver, I don't even love him as a four, but like a four and a pinch, a five is ideal. You want him to be the last in line to stay on the active roster or maybe second and last in line. And that's where I think they plan on him being 
But as of right now, they're going to need some more receivers to bump him down that totem pole. Yeah, and look, yeah, just I because think you I, have saltine crackers in your cabinet doesn't mean it doesn't make for a bad snack. You just got to have some cheese or some meats or maybe <laughs> well, sure. if you're right. trying to make a bomb you have to have things to complement. Don't have saltine yeah. crackers. People are going right. to look at you weird. You have to have them. I think Titans fans just have PTDSD, uh, post Todd Downing stress disorder, right. where they feel yeah, no, like I have that. I have resigning. that tattooed on my wrist. <laughs> yeah, so do I. I have a little bracelet, a WWJD on one wrist, the, a beaded PTDSD. one, PTDSD. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> I, I, it's just fans like they, they're so they see last year and they see Nick Westbrook starting a few games at wide receiver one, and they, they think it re-signing him. You're going to get more of the same, but no, like the, the goal here, and there's still time left on the clock in free agency, the draft, there's still there's way more time than has, than, than has passed. We're very, we're, we're right, very, right. people, people don't realize this is a long game, very man. early on. It is, it is right. March we're very 21st. Early we are not even a month. We're sitting, we're within a month of the draft. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous how early this is. We're sitting on a seven game losing streak. So people are antsy and it's sure. and, and very frustrated. First year not making the playoffs in what five years. Uh mm-hmm. it is it it it's it's a tough time right now, but people are worried that like, oh, Nick Westbrook's gonna be this when really the hope is that Nick Westbrook on that cheap ass contract, you're gonna be getting him as your Cody Hollister for next year. Exactly. Rather than exactly rather than your your AJ Brown. So right. that to me is like I, I feel like we, our expectations need to be shifted. Like, look, Nick Westbrook is a serviceable guy. If you can get him to be your wide receiver four, wide receiver five, maybe even your wide receiver six, like that's the that's the hope and the goal. Yes. Now, if if come August, if Nick Westbrook, if, if there hasn't been much changes made to that wide receiver room, yep. then yeah, sure. Then I think the 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 hatred and disdain should be there. But for right now, but not for NWI. It's like, come on. T- the, the hatred no, no, for no, the no, yeah, yeah, no, 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 to, to not, to not for NWI. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The hatred, yes, exactly. Sorry, thank you for correcting that. Yeah, I there should be the disdain for the way the Titans have approached this offseason, but you know, there's still time. And look, if they're any, if the Titans are anything like me, they're going to procrastinate and put it off to the last minute. But I think mm-hmm. hope the hope is that the wide receiver room. <laughs> improves dramatically. You're, you're bringing back NWI um, to, to be your Cody Hollister so that Cody Hollister can be your Mason Kinsey so that Mason Kinsey can have time to come on podcasts because he's looking for a new line of work. Like, that's the idea. Oh, so, you yeah. can't talk the, bad about Uncle Mason Kinsey here. Not hey, here. Yeah, he is bad. an uncle. He is I'm an just, uncle. I'm just, saying, I'm, just, I'm just saying he's going through a, a, a profession change. That's all. <laughs> I'd rather Cody I Hollister I thought you were going to say. Profession, or pr- profession great change. guy. Great source, I hear. But, you know. Yeah, I thought you were going to say, so NWI could be your Cody Hollister. So Cody Hollister can be your Mason Kinsey. So Mason Kinsey can then work at a Hollister. <laughs> and that's see, that's why. Yeah, I'm going to write that. I should have. It's, so, it's such a missed opportunity. I'm glad you, you put it out there anyways, though. We can in post. We can Look, make you, that you work. Can, right? You can here Hollister. You can now save copy ten, that can, audio <laughs> splice it. You can save 10% off your order if you just sign up for this Hollister gift card right here or this uh, mm-hmm. credit card. So, uh, exactly. Easton, you are the man, dude. We appreciate you taking the time to join us today, man. This has been fun. We need to, well, now that you are on the family tree, we will be, we will be barking up this tree yet Please again, do, probably more frequently than you would like. You'd be like, damn. When I say anytime, I mean anytime. If you need somebody to come and give a crash course on draft stuff closer to the draft, I promise I'm your guy. I'm nerding out super hard. Um, and I, I love it. So you let me know. Bark anytime. 
Perfect. Okay. All right. Are you going to the draft? Uh, this year, I am not. Decided to go to the okay. combine. Uh, I, don't th- I just figured it'd be easier to cover from here. But we're going to do. A, I think we're going to do a, a live stream situation like we did last year. So, um, it, you know, just in case we got to capture a live reaction of some of us at Broadway to AJ Brown being traded. So if that kind of thing happens, we'll have it on video. So that's the idea, right? Awesome. Yeah. Hot, hot read podcast. Uh, what one. days does it drop? We do. So right now we're doing a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. First thing when you wake up, they're waiting for you. We're, we're going hard in the paint for, for the, the draft season, free agency season. You guys know no shortage of stuff to talk about. So we're doing that. A lot of awesome guests, a lot of folks we met at the combine that we're going to schmooze our way into convincing them to come on the show. So definitely check it out. And if, if you want the, the sell for the show this time of year is if you want to get up on the the draft and the prospects but you have no idea how to do it and it's very daunting when the nerds online are talking about numbers and things you don't understand uh we are we are your gateway drug so come join us at easton freeze on twitter uh and uh anything else is there anything else we can plug for you i want to plug everything for you i mean follow the hot read pod follow broadway sports you can see our, okay. our we got fun clips like you guys do on Twitter on social media. Follow Hot Read Pod on Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff. I've got. Oh, uh, let me e- ask you this. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying I got Easton Freeze's mock draft 1.0 coming out later this week on Broadway Sports Media. Been working really hard on that. That's going to be a first round mock with thoughts on all those players, and then a seven round mock for the Titans that I think will make a lot of people really upset and make a lot of people really uh, excited. So definitely check that out in a in a day or two. I think that's coming out. Easton, are you team Broadway bullies or Tennessee tipple <laughs> monsters? I am team whichever one upsets you makes me happy. <laughs> um, okay. Neither of them are serious. I, I was I mean, I, I was joking about the tickle monsters for a while instead of, until people started to get annoyed by it. Um, I, I think I think if you're trying to actually like brand one, it's it's probably bullies. But tickle monsters is objectively like way goofier and dumber. Um, mm-hmm. And if you if you don't take it seriously, it's very funny because it ticks off people that takes it seriously. So uh, I'll say bullies, yeah. but I think that both are really funny. And if they bother you, I'm glad. Yeah, no, that see when you said, the, you know, you kind of backed off when people got annoyed. That's when we double down. Uh-huh, that's when right. we go hard in the paint with the and that's what tickle makes you guys monster. The coochie, coochie, coo. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Easton, thank you so much for your time, man. We appreciate it. Absolutely, fellas. Keep it up. <laughs> It's a miracle. Tennessee has pulled a miracle. Jack, uh, got one last thing I want to get to before we do. But um, before we went to Eastern Freeze, you gave the BetMGM live reading. You mentioned how Tennessee moved on to the Sweet 16 and completely ruined your week, which I'm sorry for that. Uh, um, But if it's any solace whatsoever, the Missouri Tigers swept the Tennessee Volunteers in baseball over the weekend. I saw that. Uh, so, I, I, <laughs> I mean, actually, look, is the world correcting itself? Is <laughs> Tennessee being back to not being a baseball school? They can't be good at all three at the same time. That's just, that's, that's it's not allowed. It's a, that's, it that's, should be illegal. That's the Tennessee Vols law. They're, they can't be good at all three at once. But they have to sacrifice the baseball program for the football program to be back. You know, I'm, I, and I'm sure a lot of them would make that sacrifice. I uh, I actually went to some baseball games this weekend. Vandy took on Ole Miss, also swept them. So, uh, look, and you know, a lot look, of people are saying the NIT is the more important tournament, anyways. Vanderbilt, people UAB, are saying, yeah, on Wednesday, trip to Vegas on the line. 
I wasn't saying that till about 7 p.m. on Saturday night, but now I am saying that. Yeah, the NIT is definitely the much more important tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, that's just what I'm hearing. Uh, I'm not saying it, but people are people are saying it. But no, we Jack and I, Jack Jack obviously hates the Tennessee Volunteers. I'm I don't like the Tennessee Vols, but not I don't clearly hate them as much as my my co-host does. But we will do this because we do know a lot of Tennessee Vols fans listen to this podcast. We will say one good thing about the Tennessee Vols mm-hmm. for, without question. And it's actually just two words. Josh Dobbs. A true one. A true Titan. And now a remember the Titan for now and always because we will I will look back on the Josh Dobbs era of the Tennessee Titans and I will think fondly of it. It will be even though he didn't win a damn game, I still well. think like he gave us something that we did not have a lot of on the final seven weeks of the season, and that is hope. We thought to ourselves, okay, okay, look, if 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 just certain things could fall in our favor, we could win some games. For example, if Josh Dobbs gets hit while throwing a football, if that could be reviewed for more than a tenth of a second <laughs> and actually be called what it was, an incomplete pass, then the Titans could win a game. You know, just things had to bounce in their favor. And unfortunately, they did not. But to me, Josh Dobbs will always be a real one. He will always be the the knight in shining armor that tried to rescue this season. It was a little too little too late. But I I respect Josh Dobbs. I think he is a obviously he's a freaking rocket scientist playing football, and uh, I I want to res- I want to pay homage to him because he is now signed with the Cleveland Browns, and he is no longer a Tennessee Titan. It's a sad day. It really is. Did the Browns give Dobbs two hundred fifty million guaranteed? Uh, look. They you might can't have. rule it. There out. were some. I think there were t- some Tennessee Titans fans that wanted to give Dobbs that Lamar They're Jackson trying. contract. Yeah, you're probably not wrong. They thought he was the answer. Josh Dobbs is awesome, dude. I mean, he made his first career start after being with the, after signing eight days before with the Titans. There aren't many quarterbacks. I mean, you can probably count them on your hand how many backup quarterbacks can make that happen and then go out against one of the league's best defenses in the Dallas Cowboys and look the part of a competent starting quarterback like Dobbs did. He did some things that uh, I think he broke the curse, the Justin Hunter curse of Vols to Titans and actually having success with the Titans. You know, so Uh I think the Titans are now free to sign whatever Tennessee volunteers, draft whatever volunteers they want. I think it could work out this time, thanks to Josh Dobbs. But, I mean, two starts, and you're exactly right. I mean, he made watching those games fun again. Titans fans weren't having. Uh, fun. There's a lot of. Yeah, no, you're right. There's a lot of Titans fans that are hearing what you're saying and being like, "Yeah, they're screaming at their podcast uh, listening devices right now, saying, yeah, sign Hendon Hooker, Hendon Hooker, <laughs> get him. that man." I, look, I'm not against it. it. Here's here's why I'm confused about this, though. If you want a competent backup quarterback, why don't you just cut bait with Malik Willis and stick with Dobbs? If that's that's truly your mission, though, if that's truly your mission and the only thing you have in mind is backup quarterback, how do I get what I want at backup quarterback? Josh Dobbs answers your questions. 
Malik Willis doesn't. The only reason you keep Malik Willis is that you might have hope that he could develop into becoming a starting quarterback, which right, I, mean, I've right. Said, I saw enough I think in his rookie season. I'm, I'm out on that. Well, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not entirely out. I'd say I'm, I'm about a foot and a half out the door, but I'm not in I'm not both feet out the door just yet. I, with Josh Dobbs, I think it's two things. I think it's, you know, what Josh Dobbs is and Josh Dobbs is what we got in week 17 and week 18 of this season. Josh Dobbs is probably That's a top as, five backup in the league. Uh, You're not willing I mean, to go there. I, I think he yet. proved. I think he. I think he proved it, though. I think he's. I think he's a very serviceable backup. I guess he's got to win a game than a top he's five backup. He's probably got to win a game to enter the top five. But, but if Chad, if Josh Dobbs goes in for Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, they're not getting a ninety-eight yard touchdown drive out of him like they did yeah, with Chad Henney. But, but Henney's got starting experience in spades. I all okay, and that's that's fair. But I'm all I'm saying is I feel like you know what you're getting with Josh Dobbs. I jumped the Malik, gun on top five. There's Malik. There is still a question mark of can he get better, and it that is possible. It is possible for Malik to get better. So you're kind of and when you draft a guy, you kind of take some pride in that, and you kind of want to develop that and see it through. See it through. Yes, you're not going to give up. No, very few teams are going to give up on a rookie quarterback one year in, especially with the offense that he had around him. Uh, that is very few guys would have succeeded in this offense this year. But I also price tag. Malik Willis is very cheap right now. Josh Dobbs, not a lot more. It's not like you're breaking the bank for Josh Dobbs, but he's going to be more expensive because that's a six-year veteran now. And now that he has playing time under his belt and a few starts under his belt, that price tag goes up just a little bit more. So they're probably thinking, let's stick with Malik. Malik was almost serviceable as a rookie. You'd oh, think no, as a sophomore. He was well, not almost I, serviceable, I said, though. Almost serviceable. Think about that. what I'm saying. Almost serviceable. They didn't not trust serviceable. Him. They, just trust, they didn't trust him to throw a pass. Okay, so that's why he was only they trusted him to run the ball. That's why he's almost serviceable. Once he learns how to throw, then he's serviceable. <laughs> that's what Josh Dobbs was. That was the difference. So he if he's almost serviceable, they're thinking, okay, let's let's we can we can we can work with that. Because you gotta think the game's gonna slow down for him as a sophomore rather than a rookie. And, and then every year after that, it's only going to slow down more and he's going to become <laughs> probably, I think the ceiling right now is probably a Josh Dobbs for Malik Willis. Like jo Malik Willis at his best is a Josh Dobbs with just better running ability. And yeah, so that's why I think the Titans had to ultimately make that decision. And it sucks because I, I agree with you. I felt much comfortable, much more comfortable with Josh Dobbs as QB two than with I mean, heck, I felt more comfortable with Josh Dobbs as QB2 than I did with Logan Woodside ever at QB2. I was about and that to was a guy you, who was with the Titans for 16 seasons. Uh, yeah, I was about to ask you, if you could rank Josh Dobbs, Malik Willis, and Logan Woodside in order of which quarterback you'd prefer to have as Tannehill's backup in 2023, how would you rank those three players? No, I think I think it's I think it's Dobbs, Woodside, Willis. And I think I, I don't want this to 
I don't want this to come across as hate for Willis because there's a lot of hate for Willis out there. I'm not, I don't hate Malik Willis. I've just, from what I saw in 2022, I'm a lot less confident in his ability to become what I think we all hoped he could be. Does that make sense? Like we all had, the expectations wasn't high for Malik Willis, but I think we all had an expectation like, oh, this is a steal of a draft pick when they got him in the second round. What can he become? I think it was very, it, it, our eyes were opened wide as to why this guy fell transferred from Auburn to Liberty had success at Liberty against teams that Liberty plays. And rather than the sec that he came from, and then in the NFL could not do anything because the NFL is even faster than the SEC. And if this guy couldn't compete enough to win a starting job against Bo Nix in the SEC, then he's not going to probably be able to accomplish much at the NFL level. So anyway, long way to say, um, Josh Dobbs, we love you. We miss you. It will never, ever, for as long as our days on this earth are, ever be a fumble. Okay? That was an incomplete pass. We know it. You know it. I'm willing to bet the NFL league offices know it, but uh, I, L- Trevor Lawrence-led Jaguars team is much more marketable Sexier. than a Josh Dobbs-led Tennessee Titans team that is coming on, literally limping into the playoffs. They said, <laughs> nope, you know what? Saw what I saw. And plus, Shad Khan, I believe, has probably way more money than... Amy Adams strong. He's got influence. So he, you know, he, yeah, International he's influence. got, he, Shad Khan has the look of a guy who like just carries wads of cash around with him at all times. Right. Yeah. Like I would love to be, you know, at a, at a restaurant. It just, what's the profession? Why am I blanking on the profession? When you, when Server, you take his car, you, you, you park, you park the guy's car. Oh, valet. valet. I would love to be a valet attendant at whatever restaurant shot right. eats at. Because you're you're coming out there with I, maybe like I would, three months worth worth of money. I wish he would eat at that revolving restaurant at the top of the Sheridan downtown Nashville because that's where I used to valet park cars. Shout out uh, to the Sheridan. It doesn't still revolve, and I don't even I don't think it's a, there's a restaurant up there anymore. I think it's just event space. But I would love for him to just do something at the Sheridan so that way I could have parked his car back in the day. Shad Khan just recently sold his two hundred million dollar yacht. Okay, so you don't think he's got some some money to you know toss. Raji G's way. That's what he calls him too. Raji G. He goes, Hey Raji, Raji. Why'd, why'd you say that? Why'd you say that 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 fumble, that pass by Dobbs is a fumble? I'll, I'll slide you a couple couple grand. And then here yeah. next week at the uh at the owners meeting, Roger Goodell's about to be re-upped. His contract's about to be re-upped. And uh look, Shot Khan's gonna push for it. I think I yeah, right? I he think earned, we he know earned why. a vote. He earned a swing vote there. He <laughs> turned Florida. <laughs> Red for he Goodell. Turned <laughs> anyway, uh, um, all right, that's uh, that's gonna do it for us this week. Um, shout out to Easton Freeze, we appreciate him for joining us. Uh, follow this podcast at Titan Up Pod on Twitter, at Titan Up Podcast on Instagram. Um, if you hear me say that, take the two seconds and do it. 
follow this pod. Trust me, it'll make your listening experience better because you can interact with us throughout the week. You can see the uh, the the content that we push out throughout the week. You will really enjoy the follow, especially if you're a Titans fan, which if you're not a Titans fan, why are you listening to this podcast in the first place? First of all, thank you. Rate, review, subscribe. Leave four and a half stars for the Titan Up Idiots and 0.5 stars for Buck. But thank you. Um, but yeah, just go ahead and follow all of the socials. You can follow Jack on Twitter at Jack A. Gentry. You can follow myself on Twitter at Austin Huff. And of course, follow A to Z Sports on all the socials. Jack, you got anything for the road? Nope. Buckle down. Free agency. The, the first wave of free agency is kind of coming past, but the Titans still have moves in them. They've still got money to make moves. They're going to add. No need to panic. I'm just, I, I'm kind of going with the flow, Austin. You got to go with the flow. Be like water, like Jackie Chan said. So, yeah, I'm just waiting for the next one. You know, it's, it's, it's like being addicted to crack or how I would imagine it would be like being addicted to crack. You're just waiting for your next hit. That's that's all I'm doing right here. Just scratching my neck a little. Uh, I, I am um I'm what they call pessimistically optimistic. Okay. Now I am I am pessimistic that the Titans will do something massive this offseason to get me excited. Uh, like they've done in, you know, years past, and obviously a lot of what they've done, the big moves have not paid off. Jadavian oh, uh, Clowney is the, the Julio Joneses. Yeah. Lamar Jackson but fits the bill. I am, I am, I'm so I'm pessimistic that they make those moves, but I'm also optimistic that they're going to. If that makes sense, right? Yeah, I think the Titans Does that make actually, any sense? I think the Titans should put that in their Twitter bio. Pessimistically optimistic. We are pessimistically optimistic Titans fans. This is going to be a long ass off season. My gosh. Ah. <sighs> Well, with that said, until next week, tighten up. up. (laughs) They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the Tennessee Titans.